0: Peace and freedom. So, I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited to. We talk about this and more in the UBU Private Podcast for Coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Welcome back. Today is step two of the Communicate to Build Relationships five-day challenge. If you haven't listened to step one, go ahead and go back and do that, because this is a process, and like any process, if you go in order, you're gonna yield the best results. Now, I'm not the podcast police, so you can listen to these in whatever order you want, but if you want to get that mindset breakthrough that you've been looking for, be sure to go in order. Because there's strategy in the order of the steps, and that might be the very reason why it hasn't worked for you in the past. After all, it's better to ice the cake after it's cooled, right? I'm Jen, personality strategist and host of this podcast, Unbox Your Personality. And I'm your guide this week to having more meaningful interactions with the humans in your life, and probably more productive ones too. You're here in this challenge because you're feeling unheard and unseen or misunderstood in your business, which is likely bleeding into your personal relationships. And you want to know what can you do to counter that so you can freely be yourself without accidentally stepping on toes or sabotaging your goals. Can you imagine how this will affect how you coach your clients or mentor your students? Because gaining trust makes your reach extend far beyond the classroom for them. And even just being able to connect better with your partner and children through these tactics. Imagine how much happier you would be knowing that those primary relationships are being taken care of. You can show up with genuine happiness every day. There's always a ripple effect. So let's ripple the good stuff. Yesterday in step one, you learned that you have a personality paintbrush. And today in step two, you're gonna learn the three things that we accidentally do with that personality paintbrush that frustrates other people. And somehow when we become aware of this, it magically takes away the emotionality out of how we react to it when it happens. Now your task in step one was to paint your true self in your perfect world. And I have loved seeing your answers and reading your answers and getting to know you better. And it also confirms a trend that I've noticed when doing this exercise in the past with private clients and members of my mastermind. This trend that when you're being yourself, you're feeling these good feelings like confidence and freedom and happiness and peace. But... Each person is usually doing something different. For example, when Sally is being herself, she's happy when she's relaxing, reading book after book after book. When Dan feels confident, he's out rock climbing every day. And then Susan feels at peace when she's connecting with people and building a community. And when Joe feels that sense of freedom... It's when he's connecting with nature or with animals. Everybody is different, but you all want the same feeling. You feel good when you're being your true self. And you want to know that being yourself is okay. That there's nothing wrong with you for being different. And that you make a difference. That you matter and that happiness or freedom or peace or confidence, however it is that you define happiness, is actually possible without compromising who you are or what you value. And what it all boils down to is being acknowledged. We all want to be validated. The instant you are acknowledged, you feel seen, you feel heard, you feel known. You think awesome, I'm not alone. Someone get gets me. Someone else does this. I am validated. And this isn't a weakness. This is the human condition. And it's just time to accept that. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're stupid. It doesn't mean that you're less than. It just means that you're human. So if you are feeling that, guess what? Others are too. You've seen it in your clients and in your students, right? You've seen it in your partner and your kids. This isn't anything new. People want validation. So you acknowledge them. Done and done. But are you acknowledging them with your paintbrush or theirs? Yikes. Ouch. Honestly, I still catch myself red-handed in this all the time. Especially if the day's been busy or stressful or these long stretches of these hermity, introverty days I've been having in quarantine. And then I go out in the world and I, it's like I forget how to people. (laughs) And I catch myself acknowledging people with my paintbrush instead of theirs. Have you ever heard that piece of advice that family and marriage counselors give that goes something like, what I hear you saying is, and then you paraphrase what you've heard that the other person is saying, and then you ask something like, is that correct? Well, this is the marriage advice Terry and I were given when we hit a wall in our communication skills. It was right around the time when our elder son was diagnosed with autism, and we were both floored. With me as an Enneagram 7 and he as an Enneagram 9, those are both positive types. And so we really struggled with processing the emotional struggles of our situation. So long story short, it led to a lot of invalidation. I needed to know that I was doing the best I could in navigating our son's circumstances. And he needed to know that he was supporting me well. And neither of us were communicating that. And honestly, we really didn't have the energy or the attitude to do it well. So we were given this what I hear you saying script in order to acknowledge each other. And it's a great tool. It's a great place to start. But... After a while, at least for Terry and me and our personalities, it started feeling a bit robotic and insincere. And what it boils down to is being seen or heard is a kind of a language similar to the love language concept. Acknowledgement isn't a one size fits all. We each have an acknowledgement language. So there are three things that we do to miss the mark when it comes to acknowledging others. We don't recognize, number one, pace, number two, attention, and number three, boundaries. And what that means is we often don't recognize the pace at which people process information. We also don't often have their attention when we are acknowledging them. So they never hear it. Therefore, they never feel it. And then lastly, we often cross a boundary that creates tension. And not recognizing these three things are what leads people to saying things like, you just don't get it. Or feeling like there's something wrong with you. Or something wrong with the other person. And this can lead to a toxic environment. Even if on the outside, everything looks hunky-dory. So let's start with pace. Depending on your personality, you either default to a fast-paced person or a slow-paced person. Now, there are some personalities that kind of hover in the center or go from one extreme to the other, and and they do that by default, but I want to highlight the extreme cases here because it's that discrepancy that can be a huge eye-opener for you um, if you fall in one of those extreme categories. Especially since stress can usually exaggerate this trait. For example, if a fast paced person is communicating with a slow paced person under stress, it might make that slow person feel a little overloaded and cause them to slow down, slow down even more, or even shut down. And that might be misconstrued as avoidant being passive or standoffish and vice versa if it's the slow person that's communicating with the fast-paced person and there's stress involved it may cause the fast-paced person to jump ahead and try to connect pieces of the ideas together and that might be misconstrued as making assumptions or being overbearing or impatient. Now, I want to clarify here, I'm not talking about willful malice here. I'm talking about these subconscious blind spots that every human has. These are the primal patterns and behaviors of our personality. But sometimes it can be misconstrued as willful. And that's the piece of the magic that when we realize that, it helps us conjure up more compassion and empathy for others because we are all guilty of it. We're all guilty of being experienced in a way that was not our intention. However, it can be exhausting to constantly adjust yourself to the needs of other people. Am I right? Besides, it isn't healthy or appropriate. Now, remember when I said at the end of step one that the answer is you? So today, I want you to take a moment to think about your own pace. And for simplicity's sake, just focus on when you're solving a problem. So when you're solving a problem, do you prefer to take your time to process things deliberately? Are you more contemplative, possibly slower to draw conclusions or make decisions or to initiate action? Or do you quickly make decisions and make these connections and jump from idea to idea or task to task and possibly impulsively act in order to keep moving forward? and maybe even preferring the big picture over details. Which one do you resonate with? Post that in the group or send me an email or DM on Instagram and let me know which pace style you resonate with. Remember, this isn't a weakness, so be honest with yourself as to which pace you think you subconsciously default to when you're in problem-solving mode. And Try to just choose one. Even though I know that there are some personalities that go from one extreme to the other, and they do that by default, they're in the minority. So really dig in before you settle on just being one of those in the middle. Remember, there's a drawing for participating, so make sure you turn in your task challenge. Tomorrow, I'm going to start introducing you to the tactics that you can use that will help you overcome these three pitfalls so you can establish these connections that will build relationships without compromising yourself. You're going to learn how to handle pace regardless of who is the fast-paced person and who is the slow-paced person in the conversation. And you're also going to learn how to get their undivided attention so you know that they're listening to you. (laughs) And finally, understanding the boundaries that You don't mean to cross, but when it happens, it slowly increases this wedge between you. You're going to start seeing results as soon as you start putting these tactics into practice. But I'm really just skimming the surface this week. Every situation is different. So if you find yourself needing more support, take advantage of the implementation sessions and the free coaching that you're getting this week. But after the challenge, you're going to want to take the Get Connected course. I'm going to be sharing a special offer with you later this week in your inbox. So make sure you look for that. You've got to be registered for the challenge to receive that. But even if you just go all-in on this free challenge, you're going to see eye-opening moments in how you're connecting with just what you're learning for free. So today, I told you the three things humans do that accidentally frustrate others when they're trying to acknowledge them they subconsciously disregard pace, attention, and boundaries. Now tomorrow, I'm gonna start introducing the tactics that's gonna help you communicate better and get over these pitfalls. But for now, go ahead and let me know which pace style you believe you subconsciously default to when you're in problem-solving mode. Slow-paced or fast-paced? Post it in the group, send me an email or a DM on Instagram, and let me know which pace style you resonate with the most.